Well, hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Epic. So glad you're with us today. If you are new, we've got a very special service in store for you. And you need to know this is not our typical service. So I asked you to come back next week. If you're new, you'll be able to experience some of our typical services. But today, what we're going to do is we're going to celebrate what God has done in us and through us as a church over the past two years. And if you're new, I think this celebration can help you understand the vision of our church, the heartbeat of our church, things that are important to us as a church family, and it can help you decide whether you feel like you connect with us or not, and you want to be a part of what God is doing here. If you aren't new, I think today's service can help you celebrate and remember what our vision has been and what God has been doing. So I think this is going to be a great service for all of us. Now, two years ago, God gave us a vision called Four Flagler. It was based on this verse, Romans 8, 31. Romans 8, 31 says, since God is for us, who can ever be against us? That is one powerful verse found in my favorite chapter out of the whole Bible, Romans chapter 8. And the problem is, I think many people don't understand that verse. Many people don't understand the core teaching of the Bible, that God is for them. You know, many people in our world think, you know what, if God exists, he's probably mad at everybody, except for maybe certain religious people. He's probably disappointed in me. You know, I'm probably not living the way that he wants me to live. So he's probably anything but for me, but that can't be anything farther from the truth. God is for us. And I want to personalize that for you today. And maybe you've never heard this before, but God is for you. God is for you personally. And you might push back a little bit and say, like, I, I don't know that God is really for me. Like, you don't know me real well. You don't know what I've done. God knows what you've done. He may not be for your behavior, but he's certainly for you. And that's, again, the core teaching of the Bible and something we want the world to know, that God is for you. He's not against you. So two years ago, we got real specific. We got real serious about sharing that message with our community and beyond through our four Flagler vision. And our four Flagler vision involves three things. It involves being for our community. It involves being for families and it involves being for the future. And we're going to start with being for our community and what that meant. So when we started Epic over 12 years ago, uh, we wanted to serve our community, but we didn't know our community's greatest needs. We didn't know uh, how we could help uh, meet some of those needs. We weren't sure. Uh, about some of those things. And so instead of waiting and trying to figure that out, we just began the journey of serving. And we started engaging our community. And as we engaged, God would reveal new things along the way of how to get involved and what our community needs. And what we found on the journey is that our community has some great resources to offer people in their time of need. But we don't have a great way to connect people to those resources. And so we felt like God was saying, hey, I want you to start a care network Start a, a, a place where people in our community, when they have a need, they can call Epic and we can help connect them with the resources in our community. And maybe it's a spiritual need and we can help address some of those things. Maybe it's a physical need. We can help get connected with some of the resources, some of the great organizations in our community that meet some of those physical needs. Maybe it's an emotional need. Uh, there's all kinds of needs that people have. And why don't you like be the first ones to help on the journey of helping people find the resources in our community that can help them in their time of need. So Brian Baker, 
our care pastor, our local missions pastor, our groups pastor. He's led the charge for building our care network and connecting people in need to the resources in our community. And I want you to listen to one family and how we were able to help this family through our care network. So listen to the story. I saw a prayer request from a family in our church, and uh, her name is Crystal. And Crystal just simply asked for our church to be praying for her husband who had contracted COVID. Um, so I immediately picked up the phone and I called Crystal and uh, I asked Crystal, I said, Crystal, what's going on? You know, how can we help? Uh, how can we pray um, for, for your husband? And she went on to share with me that her husband, uh, Victor, uh, that he had contracted full-blown COVID, had some respiratory issues, uh, went to the hospital and they immediately admitted him into the hospital and he spent several days uh, in the ICU unit. And uh, so what we were able to do in that moment uh, was offer prayer and support to Crystal and her family. And we took some time that day uh, to pray over the phone together and pray for her husband. And uh, but as we continued to talk that day, it became very clear, very evident that because everybody was, everything was on lockdown, nobody was able to go to work. And uh, I felt in my spirit that day that we needed to do everything we possibly could to come alongside and support them. Uh, this was prior to us uh, launching our Care Benevolence Fund. And uh, so I just picked up the phone and made a few phone calls and, and kind of explained uh, Tito's situation and what was going on in their family's life. And just in a matter of a few moments, a few phone calls, uh, we were able to raise about $260 uh, to pay their power bill, to pay their water bill, and to help out with some of their utilities for that month. Uh, to make a long story short, uh, the good news and everything is that Tito made a full recovery from COVID and both are connected and plugged in right here at Epic and are just been so grateful and so encouraged. And uh, our care network is all about coming alongside those folks and doing what we can, when we can, with what we have uh, to bless and serve others. So I, I think we all understand uh, that COVID can be a little scary, especially when somebody ends up in the ICU. And for Tito, when Tito's not working, Tito's not getting paid. So that was a big deal for he and his family. And I'm so grateful that we could come alongside of them and help them in their time of need. Now, can we do that for everyone? No, we can't. But as Brian says often, we can't do everything, but we can certainly do something. And so we can step into people's time of crisis and help them in some way start figuring things out. Over the past two years, we have helped at least 92 families and people through our care network. And so I'm just wondering, will you help me thank our care team, Brian and our care team, for all that they do? They have done a great job. And in addition to our care network, two years ago, we felt like God was saying, hey, it's time to expand our counseling ministry. Uh, we know there's a whole lot of mental health issues going on in the world today. And COVID kind of expanded that for a lot of people. If you aren't aware, Flagler County has had one of the highest suicide rates in the state of Florida for several years in a row. We're not exactly sure the reason for that, but we are sure we want to help reduce that. We want to address that issue in our community. So um, we have been offering solid biblical counseling to people through our church family and beyond in our community. And again, Brian Baker 
has helped to kind of lead that charge and help us kind of pull this off, get this ministry expanded into our community. So I want you to, to listen to one example of our counseling ministry in action. So listen to this. So about two years ago, uh, not long after we launched our Four Flagler initiatives, uh, I got a phone call from a mom and dad locally right here in Palm Coast. They were calling to inquire about help uh, for their adult son. He's depressed and he's struggling with depression. Um, and it became uh, quickly apparent that this was a desperate situation in the life of their family. But I asked if it would be okay if I reached out to their son. And of course, they gave me permission to do that. And I reached out to him and I had an opportunity to go and to meet him and sit down in his living room. And again, it didn't take long for me to figure out just by the look on his face uh, that here was somebody that was struggling and really going through a hard time and was very, very depressed. And um, in that moment, the only thing that I knew to do was to point him to the one uh, who could lighten that load. And um, after about two hours, um, I'm glad to say that there was a little bit of a glimmer of hope and courage uh, and, and, the, and the countenance on his face changed. And we committed ourselves um, as, as a family and as a church family to do whatever we could do uh, to offer them the support and the help uh, that they needed. So I was able to offer some, um, some great next steps for them and to help them get connected. That was really kind of one of the first encounters that I ever had specifically dealing um, with, uh, with our new network and our new counseling center. It was just great to come away from that knowing that we had been able to lean into that family's moment of crisis and tragedy and meet them at their point of need. And I'm so grateful to be a part of a church family who cares about people. And I'm excited to see what all God's gonna do through our counseling center as we move forward. So again, that was just one great example of our counseling ministry in action. And over the past two years, we have helped at least 100 people get the counseling that they need. And what we do through our offices is we provide pastoral counseling through our pastors. And if it's beyond what our pastors can do, we make referrals to some local Christian counselors. And we get people connected with somebody who can walk a journey with them. And again, I think we all know that there's a whole lot of need for more solid Christian counseling in our community and our world. And we want to help provide some of that uh, for our community. So will you help me thank our counseling team and everybody that's involved in that process? The second part of our Four Flagler vision involves being for families. And we have thousands of children, students, and families uh, who are in our community who, and who need a connection with Christ and we have always worked hard to serve our families, to serve our children, serve our students through our children and student ministries. And you may or may not know this, but on any given Sunday, we have right around 200 in children and students who come on Sunday morning. I don't know if that blows your mind, but it blows my mind. When I was a kid, church was not my favorite place to go. 
but we have a whole lot of children and students who love being a part of our children's ministry and student ministry, and we're so excited to have them, and we want to continue to serve them in some significant ways. Now, my wife, Tammy, leads our children's ministry, and she's leading our, our amazing staff and volunteers to transform some lives, some uh, families' lives in our community for Christ. And I want you to listen to some stories from our children's ministry and our student ministry and the impact that they're having on families here and in our community. So our first story comes from Tiffany, who leads our Tide Pool area, which is our birth through kindergarten ministry. So listen to a couple of stories from Tiffany. Hey, I'm Tiffany. Since I've been on staff with Epic in the last year, I've had some parents send me some really cool stories about how Tide Pool has rocked their world. I would love to take a moment to share a couple of those with you today. So in the last three years, our family has been in search of not only an amazing and welcoming church that puts Jesus first, but along with that, we had to have a feeling of peace whenever it came to the children's area. Since our family started attending Epic Church of Palm Coast, everything we wanted and needed in a church is all here. My husband and I have been so happy since our first visit drop-off. From walking into the doors that are held open by someone so full of joy, you see it shining through their smile, to getting our safety stickers by someone who greets our girls with laughter, to seeing the bubbles floating around where they will be attending a fun and Christ-filled hour of goodness with amazing women who always pour out their love of Jesus into the hearts of all the babies who attend. We are so thankful and appreciative to each of you for bringing us peace and teaching our girls the love of Jesus. How amazing is that? I have another one I'd like to share. So truth is, when my wife and I were looking for a family church, after our son came into our lives, we struggled to find one with a nursery that was more than just toy time. We really wanted one that used that valuable time to share about Jesus, even to the youngest of little ones. We searched and we searched, and then we found Epic, wow. We cannot thank you all enough for the amazing impressions that you have made in our kids' lives. You are all great examples of servants for the Lord volunteering your own time to share the love of Jesus. I just love hearing these epic wins. I know that God's timing is perfect and I truly feel He put me in epic at just the right time. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for being for our families, for our children, and for Flagler. We are making a difference in the tiniest of these little hearts and planting seeds, changing lives for Jesus. So one of the things I love about our Tide Pool ministry area is that it's not just about babysitting. It's about teaching our little ones about Jesus and what he has done for them in age-appropriate ways. And Tiffany and her volunteers are doing an amazing job of creating that kind of an environment for our children. So will you help me thank Tiffany and her team? So our next story comes out of our Riptide ministry area, which is led by Karen Baker, and that is our ministry to our first, first through fifth graders. So I want you to listen to a story uh, from Richard and Phyllis of how that ministry area has impacted their family. So listen to their story. Hey, how are you? We're the Links. Uh, my name is Richard. And I'm Phyllis, and we have three kids, Ellie, who's 10, Charlotte, who's eight, and Quinn, who is six. Um, we moved to Flagler from Tallahassee in 2020, and we knew that when we moved here, we wanted to make sure that we found a church that we could be a part of. We knew that church was a big part of our life, uh, and so we wanted to get a church we can get plugged into. 
Uh, so as we started having kids, we did that. We found a church that was great for us. Uh, we were in community groups. Uh, on Sundays, we met with them. Until about Ellie's sixth birthday, uh, she really started to have some uh, medical needs. Uh, we had to go to doctors, a lot of specialists, trying to find answers as to what was going on, and it was all pretty much dead ends. Uh, we kind of got isolated from church, so we just sort of fell off the map uh, and didn't have a home church for about a year, a year and a half before we moved here to find a church to where not only we could go, Ellie can go, but all five of us could go, Quinn and Charlotte as well. Yeah, absolutely, and trying new churches was um, a difficult process for us because there was a lot of legwork with bringing Ellie and making sure that they were equipped for her and that they could keep her safe and happy and, and all of that. So we were really thankful when we uh, finally kind of settled at Epic and um, everyone there, especially Karen, were just so welcoming and they made it so easy and comfortable for us and for Ellie. Um, when she had a place where she could be safe and she could be loved and she could be like hearing about the love of God, um, we could kind of relax and we could be comfortable and in a space as well. So we're so thankful that we found Epic. We can really see the way God is working here and we're glad that we can be a part of it. So Richard and Phyllis, when they came to Epic, uh, they heard Karen say, listen, like, we understand you have some challenges here, but we'll dive in and help. They had heard a whole lot of churches say, I'm sorry, we're just not equipped to serve your family. And I'm so glad Karen didn't say that. I'm so glad she led a team of people like Ruth. You saw Ruth in that picture who said, listen, Ellie will be my ministry. I'll serve Ellie. I'll serve this family. I'll serve the, their other children. And I'm so grateful for Karen and her team in the ministry that they're doing. They're having an amazing ministry through our first through fifth graders. So will you help me thank Karen and her team? All right, our next story comes out of our student ministry led by Jeremy Hurley. And I want, there's our student section over here with our student minister in that section. So listen to this story of life change told by Jeremy. So hi, I'm Jeremy. I am the student director here at Epic. And one of the stories I want to share with you is actually about one of our middle school students named Noah. He comes across as this very calm and shy young man. Um, out of nowhere, I get hit in the back of the head with a football. Um, but it was this student named Noah. And so I had this really cool conversation with him, got to know him a little bit. Not long after that, as, as he had been coming for quite some time at that point, um, he made it very clear that he wanted to come with us to winter camp. And so, of course, if you come to winter camp with us, you find out very quickly that one of the things that you get to do as a student is shoot me with a paintball gun. And I'll never forget when the camp speaker gave the invitation at one of the sessions where he said, anybody who wants to put, place their faith in Jesus for the first time, um, this, is, this is your moment. And uh, I'm looking around the room and I see three of our students put their hands up and Noah was one of them. What we discovered was he, he felt like he had a lot of knowledge of God, but he didn't necessarily have that personal connection with God. In fact, with Noah, he immediately pursued um, a conversation with one of our other students in high school about keeping, um, keeping a, a, an ongoing conversation about his faith and about what he was doing to grow. 
And so the really cool part about Noah's story is that, yeah, God changed his life for eternity. And we're seeing that happen on a regular basis in our student ministry to the point that uh, our leaders are now being able to really express that to other people outside of it and share their stories with other people. So I'm beyond grateful for all that's happening and for our leaders that have stepped in, for the parents that have trusted us with your students. I mean, that alone has been an amazing blessing for us and our student ministry as a whole. So uh, Jeremy and our student leaders, they're doing a great job of leading students into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. And I think we all understand how important that kind of work is for our students today. In, in today's society and what they're facing, they need strong support. They need a biblical foundation that they can build their lives on. And Jeremy is leading our, our student leaders to invest in our students in that capacity. And uh, I'm just so grateful for what they are doing. And think about this. If you're a student or you serve in our student area, apparently you get to shoot Jeremy with a paintball gun at camp. That should get all of us excited about serving in that ministry area. So will you help me thank Jeremy and our student leaders. All right, now, those stories of life change wouldn't have happened without our staff members leading the charge for that to happen. So Tiffany, Karen, and Jeremy, they were all hired out of our four Flagler efforts, our four Flagler vision of connecting more families with Christ. And you, you have made that possible. So many of you have given to make that possible, and I say thank you for that. Thank you for helping us buy some of our staff members' time so they could focus their attention on connecting with families and connecting those families with Christ. Now, our third part of our Four Flagler vision involved being for the future. And what that meant two years ago was finding some land so that we could build a future church home on it. So for 12 plus years, we have been a portable church and God has done some amazing things through those limitations. But several years ago, our elders felt like it was time for us to secure a permanent home for us. And we began the, the, the process of looking across our community. We looked at a lot of buildings, existing buildings. We looked at land. And God finally guided us towards a piece of property that we could use strategically to in, impact our community. And here's our piece of property. So our piece of property, if you're familiar with our community, is down off of Seminole Woods Parkway, down the uh, State Road 100 corridor. If you know where the airport is, the high school is, the hospital is, if you know where I-95 is in that interchange, then you know you're very close to where our property is. So just a quarter mile south on Seminole Woods, we have 16 acres of land that backs up to the airport. And this is an amazing location for this piece of property uh, that is easily accessible from Flagler Beach, from Bunnell, from North Palm Coast, South Palm Coast, from... Uh, uh, St. John's County from Volusia County, there are a whole lot of people that can find this piece of property within about 20 to 25 minutes. And we felt like God was saying, I want you in a strategic piece of property that will impact our community and beyond in some significant ways. And then uh, this past week, we heard BJ's Wholesale Club just announced they're going to be building right next door to us. Um, that's kind of cool. 
I don't know if that'll happen or not, but if it does, that'll bring a whole lot of people into that area. If you're not familiar with what BJ's is, it's kind of like a Sam's Club or a Costco. So a big box store coming in right around the corner um, from where we will be. Now, the original asking price for this piece of property was $1.2 million, but we were able to purchase it for $650,000 in May of 2020. Does anybody remember what was happening in May of 2020? <laughs> COVID was happening. And uh, we were, as a staff, saying, like, how are we going to pull this off? Like, we're not sure how we're going to pull this off. We started this Four Flagler initiative. We're not sure how this thing's going to unfold. COVID's kind of messed things up. And yet we were able to purchase that land with cash in the middle of COVID. Our property has appraised for $1.3 million, and I believe it's uh, on the rise there. Now, that was possible because many of you gave to make it possible. And, and get this, no one gives money away by accident. Like, no one gives thousands of dollars away by accident and says, I don't know why I gave there. Like, oops, didn't mean to do that. No, we give on purpose. We give to vision. We give to things that align with our heart, things that we're excited about. And many of you have given to help make this piece of property possible, and you've given sacrificially. So I want you to listen to one story of a family who gave sacrificially for us to acquire our land. So listen to Will and Jamie's story. I'm Will. And I'm Jamie. And we're the Furries, and this is our story. When Epic announced that they were seeking to buy land to build a permanent building for the church, both Jamie and I were very excited and we really wanted to be part of that effort. We didn't have a whole lot of cash on hand to give, but we were selling our house in Miami and we thought that we would give some of the proceeds to the land purchase once it sold. And we had uh, received an offer that we were happy with, so we accepted it, even though it was less than we were originally asking. But for some reason, the offer and everything fell through. So we decided just to take it off the market for a little while and kind of collect our thoughts and figure it out. We pledged to God that if anything that this sold for over and above that, we would give to the church. Uh, the pledge cards were coming around and Pastor Trent was asking everyone to fill it out. This was a, a lot of money to pledge and we didn't have it to give. Um, it would depend if the home sold for a certain number. So we put the house back on the market and we started getting offers again, but none of them were high enough to give the full amount that we wanted to give to Epic. And besides that, they all fell through for reasons that we didn't even understand. I actually started to think that God was mad at me because I didn't sign that card. Then the land purchase came and went, so we took the house off the market again and decided to think about it and, and recollect our thoughts. So some time had gone by, and I really felt moved to put the house back on the market again and scheduled an open house for that Saturday. Friday night, we went to dinner at a restaurant where a friend owned it, and we told her that we were selling our house and we were gonna have an open house the next day. So she came Saturday morning and had expressed that it was her dream to be able to walk to her restaurant from her home, and she was over the moon excited and offered us full price but there was one contingency. She needed to sell her house first. So she went to her accountant, made sure everything was gonna look good on paper, and her accountant was a personal friend of hers, and she said, wait, what? You're selling your house? I wanna buy it. So she bought her house for full price, and then that allowed her to buy our house. 
So what we learn through all of this is that all things are possible through God when it's His will. Our timing is not God's timing. And on this journey, we had thought that we had missed some things that were good along the way, but because we waited, God had provided something better. Isn't that an amazing story? Um, when Will and Jamie told me that story, I thought, man, that sounds just like God at work. God kept saying no to them up front because he was doing something greater behind the scenes than they could understand. And we've seen God do that over the past 12 plus years through our church family. Now, two years ago, I told you that the cost for our Four Flagler vision was going to be $2.5 million over a two-year time frame. That $1.5 million would expand ministry, allow us to expand our counseling, our care ministry, hire more staff, and then $1 million would help us purchase and then develop our land. And uh, two years ago, we gathered for a Commitment Sunday. It was a special day where, where our church family came together. We, we brought our intention cards that you saw that, that Will had in that video. And we had 189 families and individuals fill out those cards and say, we're in. Like, we're going to make a financial commitment. We're going to let you know what that financial commitment is over a two-year time frame. And together, we committed to give $2.8 million over the past two years. And then over the past two years, we had more people join us. So we had 230 people say, I'll fill out an intention card. I'll let you know. I'll be specific. I'll put pen to paper. And I'll let you know exactly what I intend to give uh, over this two-year time frame. And then we had 552 people or families give in all. So that includes people who made intentions. And that includes people who didn't make intentions but gave anyway. So is anybody interested to know what we gave uh, over the past two years? Uh, about three of you are interested. <laughs> Great. So over the past two years, we have given together $3,844,593.93. So we have given together over $1 million over the commitments that we had made, not just over the goal that we had, but over the commitments that we'd made. And I have to tell you, that's not normal. It's not normal in church world for that to happen. Uh, often when, when churches engage these kind of endeavors, they raise right around the amount that they're trying to raise. It's not normal to raise a $1 million over that. And I believe that's a direct answer to our Ephesians 3.20 prayers. So listen to Ephesians 3.20. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So for the past 12 years, we have prayed that prayer over and over and over again. And we've just prayed, God, would you do infinitely more than we can ask or think? And God has been doing that. God is doing that, and I think that is a great example of that. And who, do, who is God doing that through? He's doing that through us as a church family. So for those of you who've been a part of our Four Flagler vision, I say thank you. Thank you for sacrificing. Thank you for giving. Thank you for storing up treasures in heaven. Thank you for understanding what we do for Christ will far outlast anything we do for ourselves. Thank you for giving so your friends, your family, your coworkers, your peers at school, 
can hear about the life-changing message of Jesus Christ and be transformed by that. Thank you for giving. You're a significant part of the journey that we've been on over the past few years. And your generosity is doing way more than you can imagine. Now, for those of you who wonder, uh, hey, what are we going to do with the extra million dollars? Uh, we've got some uh, things for it. Uh, we've got a, a building that we're working on. And uh, we've got some expansion of our Four Flagler vision. So that money will be used well in those efforts. Now, for those who might need to end the extra giving that you've been doing over the past two years, I just want to say thank you for helping us reach our goal. And if you need to end that extra giving, I understand. If you can continue that, that would be amazing. That would help us continue to expand this vision that we have uh, for our community and beyond. And if you want to join us and you're new and you're excited about the vision that we have, I invite you to join us and, and help us do this. So think about this. All of us are here or we're watching online or, or we've had a relationship with Christ or we're exploring faith because someone else gave. Because someone else gave of their time, talents, and treasures so that we could be where we are today. So think about the people who aren't here yet, the people who maybe aren't connected online yet, uh, your friends, your family, your coworkers, your peers. Think about them and how your giving can impact them for eternity. So whether you're new or not, if you get excited about our vision, I invite you uh, to help us fulfill this vision and this journey that we're on. So after two years of working on our Four Flagler vision, with God's help, we have accomplished the goals that he set before us. And I just want to pause and celebrate God and what he has been doing over the past two years. So help me do that. I just want to remind you, he is a good God. He's a great God. And he's got great big plans out there for you. He's got great big plans out there for all of us. Now, our Four Flagler vision has been like a hiking trip that uh, I took several years ago with some friends on the Appalachian Trail. That's not a picture of the Appalachian Trail there, just so you know. Uh, but several friends of mine and I went and hiked a portion of the Appalachian Trail several years ago, about 40 miles, not real significant. Uh, but the, the peaks that we climbed felt significant. And it, it, it has been very similar to the journey that we've been on with Four Flagler. So as we began the journey, we started uh, hiking some hills and some mountain ranges as we were trying to learn how to serve our community and beyond and trying to figure that out. And as we would peak a hill, God would reveal another hill for us to climb. As we would peak that hill, he would reveal a mountain for us to climb. So we've reached one major peak in our four Flagler expedition, but we have more mountains to climb. Our next mountain doesn't just involve building a building. That's a part of it, but we don't want the building process to stop the ministry that we have in our community. We want our ministry to our community and beyond to expand because this is the beginning of our four Flagler vision and our four Flagler efforts. Now, a church building is a part of that vision. So over the past few months, we have worked hard with our architect to come up with a design for how we could use a building and strategically use that to impact our community and beyond. And I'm curious, does anybody want to see any pictures of our future building? Okay. 
few of you are excited. Now, before I show you, can you uh, take that off? I'm sorry. Don't look at that. Okay. <laughs> Close your eyes. Before I show you these pictures, let me just warn you, do not get emotionally attached to these pictures, okay? All right, so the first time I saw these pictures, I had to remind myself of that. It's kind of like seeing my wife for the first time. I saw Tammy, I was like, I'm in love. I saw these pictures and I thought, I'm in love. I love this building. I can't wait to move in. And then I had to remind myself, wait a minute, don't get emotionally attached to this building because it might change just a little bit. So we're working with our architect and you might see some slight changes uh, as we continue to tweak the building. But here is a really good picture of what the exterior of our building is going to look like. All right, now let's do the picture. Okay. So you see on, on this side, um, this is uh, one angle of the building, of our front entrance. So you see our, our uh, logo here. This is on the student ministry side of, of the building. Yep. You see our um, entrance with our overhang, our main entrance there. And then let's go to the next picture. Next picture is a little bit closer picture of our main entrance. We have a cafe here with exterior seating area, cafe inside, some seating area inside our lobby. Again, there's our main entrance. And we'll go to our next picture. Next picture shows a, a different angle from the other side of the building. And you notice over here it says Epic Care and Counseling. So that's where our counseling and care ministry will be headquartered out of available to our community and beyond. So as people come for care and counseling, they'll come to this side of the building where our offices will be uh, at the, the same side. I'm not sure who's driving these cars uh, in this parking lot, <laughs> but you know, just thought that was interesting when I saw how nice those cars were. Okay, next picture. This last picture is an exterior uh, part that, that has been designed with a, a pavilion here, just out, outdoor um, event area space. Uh, we've got a playground here. We're going to have a basketball court, a volleyball court, and some fields out back. Just an opportunity for us to gather as a church family for like church picnics and community events, and we're trying to, to invite our community to our facility. So um, pretty cool, huh? So our, our architect has done an amazing job. And we're not done, but we, we are one big step closer to this dream becoming a reality. And here's what a permanent home can do for us. A permanent home can help expand our care network, our counseling ministry to provide top quality care and counseling to our community and beyond, can help us serve families, children, and students in even bigger ways, help us get even better at creating church events for people who don't do church, can help us serve uh, people beyond our county into Volusia County and St. John's County and beyond, and, and it can help us serve our online community in more significant ways. So our building is a strategic part of our vision, of our four flagler vision, and what we feel like God wants us to do for our community and ultimately our world. So here's what's next. Uh, next in our building process is we have to finalize our, our building design. So we're working on that over the next few weeks and months. We have to decide what our building phases are going to be. So we ask for prayer for those decisions. We have to submit the plans to the city for approval. And we have to clear the land so that we can start using it for things like church events. And then we need to raise money to start building our building. Remember I told you there's another mountain to climb. Uh, so we're going to have to go after another big mountain out there. And uh, we need wisdom for that. It's going to take all of us and beyond for us to, to raise the necessary funds uh, for us to get this building in, into reality 
And I ask you to start praying about the part that, that God wants you to play. Uh, our plan right now is to engage another capital campla- campaign next year where we can begin that process of, of seeing how far we can go and, uh, and what our building will, will be looking like and what we can build. So uh, we'll be working with our builder as well to come up with the cost for this. And then we'll let you know that as we're walking through this process. We'll keep you posted on all of these things as we walk through this. Um, and what I ask you to do is be praying for us. Be praying for your church leaders. We need lots of wisdom. Uh, you know, not only has COVID made things really weird in our world, but building costs are kind of strange right now. And so we've got a great architect, a great builder. We've got great people around the team giving us wisdom and guidance on this journey, and we need it. So I ask that you would pray for us for that. So on your way out, uh, someone's going to hand you a card. I'm showing you two cards, but they're really the same card because they've got this information that I just went over with you on the back. This is our prayer card. But on the front, it's two different pictures of different angles of our building. Just take one of those cards and put it somewhere where you can see it on a regular basis and be praying for uh, this process and what God wants to do in us and through us as we walk through this journey together. And uh, I'm just so grateful to celebrate today what God has been doing. If you've got questions uh, about anything that I've covered today, I'll be in the lobby. Tim Jones, our executive pastor, he'll be in the lobby as well. And uh, we'd love to answer any questions that you might have. So please stop by and ask if you have that. And remember, we, next week, we start our messy series. So if you know somebody who has a messy life, invite them to come be a part of that. And uh, as we close today, our worship team is going to close us in the song that we sang at the end of our worship set this morning, and that is a song called Too Good to Not Be True. When I think about what God has done over the past two years, it's just too good to not believe. And so I'm going to ask you to to celebrate our our big, good God with me as we close. So would you stand with me? And we're going to pray, and then we're going to sing together. So God, thank you for what you have done over the past two years. God, you have been answering our Ephesians 3.20 prayers, and you have done infinitely more than we can ask or think. And, And God, I know you're not done yet. You've got much more for us to do. Lord, we do need a church home that we can drive a stake in the ground and let our community know we are here to help. We are here to stay And it can be a headquarters where we can serve our communities outside of our our county. And ultimately, we we can serve our state, our nation, and our world. So Lord, thank you for what you've done. Lord, we want to celebrate you. And Lord, we're grateful that you choose to work through us. Thanks for being a good God and doing good things in us and through us. In Jesus' name, amen.